I'm Mark Tilton and I sing with Black Crack and you're listening to Rock at Night. This is Sharice with Rock at Night, and I'm here in London with Mark Tilton of Black Crack, and he's going to tell us about the band and some of his background, because he's a playwright as well. A screenwriter. Let's, let's hear about this. Well, you know, I played in the Membranes for a long time, and I was living in Manchester at that point, and I was kind of going a bit nuts, actually, I think. I had a kind of a dark tea time of the soul kind of thing and uh, I stopped playing with the membranes which was a bit like getting divorced actually you know it was really terrible and I didn't play for a while and I fumbled my way into trying to get another band together and it didn't work so I played with Mark Riley's band the Creepers for a while which kind of at least stopped me going completely mad and then I decided look I think I just need to cut out of music completely so I just stopped playing and I, I, I left Manchester I came to London I got on a film course and I did a degree in filmmaking and um, never picked up a guitar at all, you know. Now, this was back in the 80s? The 80s, yeah. That sort of like 88, I came down here. Seems like a really long time ago, isn't it? It is a really long time ago, before most people were born around this, in this room. So what made you decide to get back into music? Well, it happened sort of by accident, because I always had this thing, oh, I don't need to go back to music, I don't miss it. And, uh, and then these, basically, the, f- the, the spine of, of Black Crack, the basic band, they were already, they're old mates. They were like, they, they met in Stroud, they were all at school together, they hung out together. And then someone had a birthday party, it was Fred, the rhythm guitarist, had a, had a birthday party. So they said, well, let's do a band and just do some covers and, you know, it'll be fun. And I kind of, and they said, "Why don't you just do a song?" So, um, so we did. Uh, Hate to say, I told you so by the Hives, and the place went fucking berserk, basically. And they're like, "Oh my god, that was fucking amazing! You've got to be the singer in the band, you know." So I said, "Well, I don't want to do a covers. Uh, you know, we're going to do it. Let's do it properly, you know." So it was like, yeah. So we, I said, "Okay, let this. If we're going to do it, let's do it seriously." And my wife at the time was saying, fuck, she was saying, y- you have to perform. Where does all this stuff go? It's no wonder you're so angry and hard to live with, you know. You've got to do something with this this thing, this energy, you know. So so we just went from there. So we, I put together like a, a, a playlist of stuff I loved that I thought that they would like and in the kind of territory of the maybe what we would do, a lot of garage rock kind of the Stooges, Perubu, uh, Public Image Limited, and then kind of like things like the Sonics and, you know, kind of classic 60s garage and and I guess like like the pre-punk punk stuff, you know, like, um, uh, and I love like the Saints and all that kind of stuff, I guess, you know. Um, 
because I felt like that was the sort of territory maybe that would work with these guys. So it just came out of that. You know, so it, the chemistry of the band is down to what was what was available in terms of the chemicals. You know, so I was thinking, well, these guys are really good. Also, they're amazing musicians. So, so it was, and they were just really into it. And I think it, it sort of gave them a chance to explode in a way they hadn't before. You know, so so we just started. We locked ourselves in the room, did some covers, but didn't go and perform anywhere, and then eventually started writing our own stuff. So I write, I write mainly with Fred, who's the rhythm player. Now, the other fellows in the band, are they musicians by trade, or do they have uh, different professions during the day? Like, you're, you know, you, you teach college too, correct? I do, yeah. I, t- I teach screenwriting, so I teach at the... Royal Central School of Speech and Drama, which sounds really respectful now Now they've got a royal in front of it, doesn't it? Well, the students must love it that their teacher is a punk rocker. Well, I kept it quiet for a while because I thought it may look unprofessional, but actually, no, I think they think it's pretty cool. So so some of them come, started coming to gigs now. But I, I tend to invite them after they've graduated just in case it undermines... Because I'm... A very different personality on stage to the one in front of a class or in normal life. I mean, people have always said there's this kind of un- unnerving transformation whenever I go on stage, and that was always the case with the membranes. They would say, "Oh my God, I, I can't believe it's the same person." But you go berserk or something on stage. It's the real me, but it's more out of control. I don't, you know, I'm a very controlled person probably in real life, and so it gives me a chance to 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 let go. You know, and, and I think that I think I'm probably fundamentally quite an angry person, actually, below all this affable kind of a personality. You know, I think actually I, there's something in me is a bit fucked up and angry. You know. Well, this is a good outlet for you. I'm glad that you were doing this rather than being on the street. We don't want you on the street, Mark. Smashing things up, you know. But the, but there's something very pleasurable about destructive behaviour, which I can't. You can't go and destroy things. Well, you can, but you know, you get arrested, and probably ethically, I'd probably think, you know, I don't know. I'm quite restrained in real life, so it just, yeah, it's a chance to to cut out of it. Well, tell me the names of the other members in Black Crack and what instruments that they play. Okay, well, um, Fred Meek, who prefers to be called CCS Meek, um, I think because he's worried about <laughs> he's worried about his work colleagues finding out he plays in this band because he has a very respectable job. He takes him all over the world. You know, he's offered to Dubai or wherever at weird times. But it's bizarre because he's like the most available member of the band, you know. I mean, he's always the one I can nail down and he'll turn up, you know, whether he's got the flu or anything. So Fred's like the kind of, yeah, he's the rhythm player and he and I write with him. And then uh, at the moment on drums we have Paul Wigans, who used to be in a band called Brand, uh, Grand Drive. And he also played with Ted Milton, Blurt. Um, we, have a, we have a strong connection to Blurt. I don't know if you know their stuff. They're kind of they're well known in Europe and so on. They're kind of you, you can look them up. They're really good. I mean, I I knew Blurt before I knew any of these guys, and it turned out that George, who I write with as the screenwriting, it's he's the son of Ted Milton. So I was a fan of his dad, basically. I know who the Blurt is, but I didn't know you had a connection with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So that was a thing. So so Paul Wigans on drums used to be in Blurt. And then his brother, John, is on lead guitar, who also used to be in Blur and played in the Blue Aeroplanes for a while, too. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. I mean, John's like, um, 
he also writes movie soundtracks and things like that. He makes his, I mean, you know, he's the people who work in film and make the best money are the musicians, you know, because they, the, I know two musicians and they make really good money. So he does like TV series and he does movies and stuff like that. So that's what John Wigans does. For some reason, you, you all are all really multi talented. You're into the arts and music and everything. I wanted to know the origin of the name of the band Black Crack because a lot of people probably don't know what that means, especially Americans. Well, coming up with a band name is always a nightmare, I think. And um, I was, I'd, I'd broken up with my wife, we'd been together 23 years. I was feeling like hell. And the band was kind of like the thing I thought, I've got to get this off the ground. So we had a gig and we didn't have a name. And I was living with this artist friend of mine called Phil Hale, who's a painter. And every morning he'd come down and try and suggest the worst name he could probably think of. So he'd go, I've got it, I've got it. Stinkle. <laughs> or Polite Impact. You know, all these terrible names. And then he was working on a painting called Black Crack. And he came down one morning and said, I've got it, Black Crack. And I laughed and I thought, actually... Partly I'm so desperate because we need a name by Thursday, but also it's pretty good and it made me laugh. And I guess you can interpret the meaning of it, but it sounds slightly lewd, disgusting and subversive. It actually, I think it actually means an addiction to vinyl is the thing, but, but I, I like that it's, you know, yeah. So, you know, band names are weird, I think, until you associate them with the band and the music, they never really add up to anything anyway. I have to say, when I've told people that I'm going to interview Black Crack, everybody's kind of snickers because of the name is yeah, quite yeah, funny. I mean, you, yeah. myself, I think drugs like crack, but then I yeah, think yeah. butt crack. I yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, a, it's kind of, well, there's definitely something funny in what we do, I think, or even if, if we appear to take it very seriously. You know, it's like a lot of the lyrics are funny, even if they're presented in a very serious way, you know, so... I think there's, yeah, I think people get that. I actually get laughs, you know, in performance and so on sometimes. You know, certain lines get laughs, you know. Now let's talk about, an, you're working on an EP right now? Let's, you want to you wanna tell me about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we, um, we recorded, we did a session at Toe Rag Studios quite a while ago, which is where the White Stripes did uh, Elephant. And it's just around the corner from where I live. And the guys are like, oh, we really should. It's an analog studio. that we And we did a session there. And we hadn't been together very long. I was really ill. Fred was really ill. The session didn't quite click. And uh, so we, we thought we'd go back and re-record. So John, Rob, said, oh, I'll put a single out for you. I want to put a single out. So we, so we recorded a single from scratch. Um, two of the songs we'd already recorded before in the toe rag session but it just gave us an opportunity to do you know like a fatter sound and get it right and we were we've been playing together longer now as well so yeah so i i woke up is going to be the a side of a vinyl seven inch with um peach fuzz on the other side yeah and, and then i think what will happen is in the digital version we'll release another hate song as like the third track yeah, yeah. Which is so what's, what's a hate song? Another hate song. It's one of my favourite songs. I mean, in some ways, I think it could have been the A side, but the but the lyrics are too obscene to actually get any radio play. Probably. Well, tell me some of the lyrics of another hate song because that's a, that you do have a lot of humour. I mean, in the titles yeah, and yeah, yeah. and I love it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, I sat down in my. I mean, I write a lot of stuff in my bedroom on GarageBand, and I scribble down this lyric, and then 
put a riff down and recorded it and I thought oh this is pretty good and it goes um, inside my body there's something that moves something that twists to a fucked up tune inside my head there's something I hate something for everyone that's so full of hate I hate people when they piss in my hat I hit the fuckers with my cricket bat I hate people in the daytime I hate people at night I hate people with their heads on tight I hate people with their heads on loose I hate people when they're squirting their juice into each other so that's all right that line I'm particularly fond of and that came about over Brexit with the, the painter Phil Hale who'd come up with the name of the band so the painter is is a muse isn't he he is he's he come and helps with the name and all that I have read those lyrics and believe me I, I snicker a lot when I read the stuff and it's it's memorable but it's something we all can relate to at the same time yeah because it's not like I'm saying it's you know a rounded well-balanced human being should hate everybody all the time but sometimes you just want to kill people don't you you know sometimes you just want to kill people yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know put it in a song rather than actually doing it you know I don't need to be a mass murderer I think you know but yeah so just all that filth came out and I spewed it all out and and, and that was it you know and I was thinking I guess I was thinking of some people also there's a bit of a there's, there's sort of a slight love song in it as well in the second verse you know yeah 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 I love you baby but your head is a mess I love the fuzz on your consciousness I love you baby that's romantic Mark I love you baby because you understand that inside of my head is no Disneyland yeah so so yeah so it's it's a it's twisted romance maybe I don't know I suppose I'm, I'm I am interested in kind of like the contradictions and things you know like if you write drama you've got to be you have to be interested in what the hell motivates people and why the hell they do things. and a lot of your lyrics are almost metaphors for there's there's a deeper meaning to it yeah and some of them are more story based than I would have done before I became a, a writer you know so I think there's a, there's more of a hint of a, a, more of a narrative probably comes out of them. I mean, I woke up, which is the the A side of the single, is about a, it's written from the point of view of a guy. It, it, well, he goes, um, I woke up um, tied to a chair with my head on the floor and my teeth sitting loose in the sockets of my cheeks. I woke up with um, a snare around my throat and my mind afloat in a chemical rage and the bite of her teeth on my lip like a bad memory and then he's saying he's saying she did this to me because she really loves me <laughs> you know so it's like this delusional guy who thinks that you know anyone who's going to take the trouble to smash all his teeth out and tie him to a chair and then eventually bury him in a box must really care about him you know wow <laughs> you are dark <laughs> you are dark mark <laughs> Now, when is when is the EP going to come out? When can we expect I'm really, it? I'm, I'm really hoping it'll come out in February, but th- th- these things have a habit of drifting backwards. So, um, but I, yeah, ideally February or possibly March. I really don't want to delay any longer than that. But it just it depends a bit. We need we need to be able to play, and at the moment we've got a few problems with getting the whole band together to do gigs and so on. So it's just a, it's just logistics, boring, really boring. Well, what can we expect tonight from the performance? Anything interesting? Or? Well, it's going to be really tight, fast and punchy because it's just a half-hour set and we've got to kind of time it. So um, we've got a new song called Big Baby Man, which is about partly about me. But I was thinking this could apply to a lot of men, actually. Uh, it's kind of like being a, how the idea that you behave like an infantile idiot, you're going to attract women, you know what I mean? Ironically, it doesn't seem to work, but you know, uh, 
if you're into diapers like some of the politicians in America. Yeah, well, yeah, but it's, it is. It's like it's about this idea that if I'm going to scream and shout and cry, then I'm going to get all your attention kind of thing. But also, I mean, there are quite a lot of, you know... I was thinking, actually, you could quite easily just apply this to someone like a politician like Boris Johnson. He has the same kind of infantile idiocy, which I think, bizarrely, someone seems to find appealing. I really can't stand it. I think he's a... Really That's what I mean. There's deeper meanings. There's metaphors and everything. Yeah. Well, originally I was probably thinking about, I was parodying myself probably, you know, but then I'm thinking, well, this does apply to a lot of the worst behavior in men, really. Is there anything that you would like people to know about Black Crack? Any kind of message? Or what would you like people to listen to? Or uh, when they're listening to your music, pay attention to? I think the music takes you into a world and the lyrics take you into a world so in some ways people some people said oh it's quite cinematic the way you write which i guess isn't a surprise so i guess in a way i mean there's a lot of imagery in the stuff so i guess it's the idea of taking you into a particular mindset or place i'm not i don't want to educate anybody or kind of you know i wouldn't say there's anything overtly uh Nothing subliminal or any kind of message. Anything expressly political, although, you know, when, when we were talking the other day, I have, I have strike on quite strong political convictions, but I don't know whether it necessarily comes out in the music. The music and the lyrics are much more about uh, an internal kind of psychological state, I think, you know, so, which I've been through a very turbulent kind of period the last four or five years with breakup of an extremely long relationship and um i mean i you know psychologically i definitely have you know well, this is a good outlet this is cathar- yeah. cathartic for yeah, you yeah. to write and yeah. you know just express yourself and everything wow. well we're, we're sitting here in london and i'm interviewing Mark and I'm here with Amanda Cunningham and uh, we have white chocolate and dark chocolate on the table. <laughs> wow! Wow! That's I'm, I might have some too. This is this is excellent. Wow! Yeah, I'll, have, I'll cut this part out. <laughs> the white chocolate I like. <laughs> yeah. Um, 2016. Any uh, the new EPs coming out? Any plans to do a bunch of gigs around UK or outside of UK? What's what's in the future for Black Crack? It's funny, really, because I don't I don't have like a, a particularly big ambition or agenda for the band. Because the reality is that I well I, I don't want to do anything that I wouldn't just want to do because I do it, and I'm not really interested in. I'm not really I mean it, I love it if the audience like the band but I kind of don't care too much if they don't so for me I I don't have to have an agenda I have no desire at the moment to think of this as anything other than a the success is a creative adventure and that's it you know I have no expectations to make any money out of this for instance and and also yeah the, the guys do you know John's working on movie soundtracks Fred has a job Adrian uh, Smith Tuft or Tuft Smith Smith Tuft on bass he has a regular job you know he works for a PR company so um, you know I'm the I'm really the most free agent out of the whole band you know and that's why the lineup changes sometimes too because we have to bring people in and 
you know, for, or you know, we're actually thinking of maybe getting a keyboard player in because John, the lead guitar player, might have to take some time out for a few months because he's doing a big TV series. So, will that change kind of the sound? I mean, if you're adding a keyboard to it, will it soften it a bit? I think it's something Fred suggested today because I've been kind of chewing over thinking, how the hell are we going to do this? Because John's John's got a really distinctive guitar style. He's a really great guitar player. He's a fantastic guitar player. So how you can't replace him. You'd have to get somebody different, even if you've got a guitar player. And then Fred said, well, you know, there is someone we've got in mind, maybe I'm hoping he might be available to play keyboards. And I think that's quite exciting, actually, because it gives it just give it a different dimension. And also maybe people who've seen us before will come and see us to see what we do with it. You know, so I think it'd be quite exciting. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for talking to me, Mark, and thank you for speaking to Rock at Night. You're listening to Rock at Night. Thanks for the intro melody. It's called Get On Down by Billy Bass Alford. Thanks.